can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Nuggets 124-104. The Celtics are the best team in the NBA. There, I said it. I'm not going to sit here and argue. I know the standings don't show that, but they are the hottest team in the NBA, and it is not even close. These games are just getting from great to exceptional in this whole span of three months that we've been on. Three and a half months that we've been on. Got a lot to dive into today from a positive perspective. I am not going to do any negatives in today's podcast because there weren't any. So today's podcast, I'm going to run through a little bit different. I'm going to run through player of the game and I'm going to run through the highs. And then I'll wrap up again with some standings updates here. Uh, But to do this whole player of the game thing again, I don't care if it's, you know, kind of a cop-out. I really don't. But I'm giving it to both of the Jays once again. This is just another unbelievable performance from both of the Reina Jays. Back-to-back games where the Jays each scored 30 points and neither of them took more than 20 field goals. 30 points under 20 field goals. Hyper efficient. 11 of 17 from the field for Tatum. 12 of 19 from the field for Jalen. 6 of 10 from 3 for Tatum. 3 of 6 from 3 for Jalen. Like, these numbers are unbelievable. Like, this is the, I believe it's the sixth time this season that they've both scored 30 points and that's like it's unbelievable to say like that it should not it should not be a thing like this i don't care i don't care how many times people have said that they should be split up because they can't play together this is just absolutely proving everybody wrong everybody wrong and it is so fun to watch like this this Celtics team is playing at such a high high level right now. Uh but you look at the total stat line. Jason Tatum tonight, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal. Jalen Brown, 30 points, 6 rebounds, a steal. Uh, only one turnover for Jalen Brown. That was the only downfall of Jason Tatum's game today. He had five turnovers, including one where, late in the game there he kind of just Turn the ball over trying to pass to Peyton and then just watch the other team, watch the Nuggets just float in for a layup. It's the only negative part of Tatum's game tonight. Both of them I uh, thought were super aggressive. Jalen Brown, very, very aggressive getting to the rim tonight. Uh, a lot of backdoor cuts again, which we've seen him continue to really excel at. Uh, but we've also just like that unbelievable drive and just absolute slammed over Jokic and then he had that pull-up three right after like he had a couple of stretches tonight where he just looked unbelievable and then Jason Tatum just went and did the exact same thing right back to back like this team when it is you know firing on all cylinders 
is so good. Is so good. So both of the Jays, those are the players of the game today. Uh, honestly, sixth man, got to go to the Celtics fans. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but the Celtics fans tonight were unbelievable. They were louder than the Nuggets fans. And obviously the Nuggets fans did not have much to cheer about, seeing as they were down by 20 points for the majority of tonight's game. The Celtics fans were so loud. And I'm convinced. We heard a lot of MVP chants tonight. I'm convinced some of those were for Jason Tatum. Like, I'm dead convinced. Because there were, there were points where they were cheering and Jokic was just checking into the game. And Jason Tatum is doing his thing. I'm convinced that some of those MVP chants were for Tatum tonight. Uh, so this is like unbelievable stadium for Celtics fans, apparently. Apparently a lot of, lot of mass holes, a lot of Celtics fans out in Denver. So love, love that. Uh, but let's talk about the team here. This was a all-time bench performance. Like we had some great, great contributions from our bench tonight, led by, once again, Peyton Pritchard, who stepped up in a major way. Peyton Pritchard, since the All-Star break, is shooting 45% from three, which is one of the best three-point percentages in the entire NBA, uh, definitely in the Eastern Conference. With that being said, tonight he was five of five. So he is shooting... Close to probably just between 45 and 50% from three since the All-Star break. Just unbelievable numbers for him. Ended the night 17 points, two rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. And a block. It was definitely one of those like someone was going up and he stripped it as he was coming up. Because I don't think he's actually getting up to (laughs) block anyone. Uh, But seriously, Peyton Pritchard is stepping up in so many ways and is playing a lot of meaningful minutes. This is the second game where, you know, Peyton Pritchard started the second quarter. Ime sat Marcus just to give him some rest. Peyton goes out there, absolutely dominates the second quarter uh, and ends up staying in the entire second. Marcus Smart sat the entire second quarter. Because of how hot Pritchard was. He had 12 points in the second quarter alone. Uh, And a lot of it came from threes. It was three threes. Uh, I'm sorry, four threes. That math doesn't make sense. So he had four threes in the second. Like He's just playing at such a high level right now. And it just adds a completely different dynamic to this team. We've talked about it. Like the Celtics earlier in the season, they were really lacking shooting. We needed guys that could spread the floor. We got a lot of that from Grant earlier in the season, uh, but that was it. You know, Josh Richardson helped with it. Schroeder, not a great shooter. Smart, obviously not a great shooter. Al was struggling really bad shooting from deep. So we needed guys that could go out there and hit shots. Peyton Pritchard has turned into that. And he's playing really solid minutes for this team right now. So got to give a lot of credit to him. I thought he was great tonight. I really thought Grant Williams played an outstanding game. 
offensively and defensively. We saw him do some stuff on the offensive end today that I don't think we've seen him ever do. Like, he had an up fake, drove into the lane, crossed over one of the Nuggets guys, and then faded away and hit the shot. Like a nice, solid fadeaway, like short-range bucket. Like, we've seen him throw up fakes, drive, and get to the rim. Like, he's been doing that all season long. But he threw in a crossover and threw in a fadeaway. And it looked fluid. It actually looked fluid. And he had another one today where he upfaked, drove in, and absolutely slammed it over Jokic. So this is like, these are two bench guys that are coming in and playing at such a high level. And that's not where it ends. Daniel Tice also came in today. Played 12 minutes. Again, we've got a back-to-back. So I think Ime wanted to keep Al Horford's minutes low, which he definitely did. He only ended the game with 24 minutes. Daniel Tice came in, gave 12 minutes, 7 points, and an assist, and a block. 3 of 5 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. Came in in that second quarter and had an unbelievable quarter. 7 Fast points. Seven points probably in like a three-minute stretch for him when he checked in. So really impressive. Yo, Derek White was the other bench guy. Played 23 minutes. Minutes have definitely gotten lower for him since Peyton Pritch has been playing so well. Uh, But he's playing well. You know, they talked about it on the broadcast today. Sean Grandy brought it up. Since the trade deadline... Derek White has the best plus minus on the Celtics team. And a lot of people are going to discount that. But you got to look at it in, in a pretty big selection here. Like this isn't a small sample size. This is a pretty sizable sample size, right? Derek White is going out there and giving you what you need. He's not going to go out. He's not going to hit 40% of his threes. But he's going out and making the right plays offensively and defensively. I said it last game. I didn't think he played well. Uh, tonight, he played well. The shots still aren't like aren't super fluid. 2 of 5 from the field. 0 for 2 from 3. Uh, but again, making the right plays. And that's, that's, all, you, that's all you need, right? Uh, but this team, I mean, I just talked about some of the bench guys. But I kind of passed over. Three of our five starters, and I gotta bring it back there. Al Horford tonight, the minutes that he played, excellent defense on Jokic. Like, we held as a team, we held Jokic to 23 points, just eight rebounds in on eight of 23 from the field. Like, that is horrible shooting. Horrible shooting. Eight of 23. So, what's that? 30%, 32% from the field. Like Jokic is an MVP candidate, MVP winner last year, right? And the Celtics absolutely came out and smothered him. And he played 33 minutes, so it's not like he played a small stint either. He played a lot of minutes, and the Celtics just shut him down. A lot of it was Al Horford. The other part of it was Robert Williams. I thought tonight he played fantastic as well. Less thrilling stat sheet. Eight points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal. Did have two blocks. Was a team high plus 36 
tonight in his 26 minutes. Even he was on limited minutes tonight. I mean, more so because he got in foul trouble uh, and Grant played well as well as Tice. But, you know, these are really solid performances from both of these guys. Defensively, offensively, you know, Time Lord had a couple of unbelievable alley-oops tonight. Uh, One, Marcus Smart, oh my God, from like three-quarter court, threw an alley-oop to Time Lord. Absolutely beautiful pass but threw it down. Like this is, you know, the Celtics playing an all-time high. 124 points tonight. Season high, 57.3% field goal percentage. And honestly, the three-point percentage probably isn't far off either of our season high. 47.5% from three. It's almost 50% from three. Like just... I don't know. From an offensive perspective, this was just such a great game. Such a great game. We scored 124 points on 82 field goals. Like, that's got to be unheard of. Like, I I feel like that can't have happened too many times this season. Uh, But really, really impressive game. Marcus Smart tonight, thought he played well offensively. Okay, 7 points, 7 assists. The 7 assists, great. Again, I talked about some of his uh, some of his alley oops to Time Lord, uh, really just continuing to show us that he can be that passing pass first point guard that you want. Defensively, unbelievable again. Uh, he was another one, kind of played small minutes tonight, twenty nine minutes. He ended up leaving probably with five minutes or so left. Six minutes, I think, Ime subbed him out, and he walked straight to the locker room. He kind of got banged up tonight. Like, this was a game where he took a couple charges. Offensive foul, Aaron Gordon just kind of hit him in the head. Jokic landed on him. Like, he had a he had a tough physical game today. Uh, but you got to give him credit. He's continuing to give you what you need. He's going out there, he's moving the ball, and he's defending at such a high level. And, you know, he's moving himself into that Defensive Player of the Year category. And I know it doesn't go to guards very often, and it might not happen again. It might go to another big like Gobert, but Marcus Smart is certainly deserving of it. So the Celtics playing at a super high level here. Super high level. I think this is 20 of our last 23 games that we have won. Uh, And with that being said, the Celtics continuously are moving up in the standings. Uh, And I want to talk about that. Before we take a break, before we dive into the standings, I want to take a break for a quick word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one on one coaching where they build macro based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so I want to dive into standings here. Before I do so, there's one other thing, one other shout-out that I want to give here. Uh, Meant to mention it in the first half. Jason Tatum just passed Ray Allen for... Third on the list of all-time threes as a Celtic. So right now, in Celtics history, the only two players that have made more three-pointers than Jason Tatum is Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce. That's it. Antoine is probably going to be caught next season at this, at this rate. Uh, or he'll definitely get caught next season at this rate. Uh barring any major injury from Jason Tatum, but he's about 150 behind Antoine Walker at this point. Uh, He's still got like a thousand to go to beat Paul Pierce. Obviously Pierce had a pretty long career here, but uh, I think that's in sights. I think that's in sights. Celtics uh, all-time leader in three points made could possibly happen for Jason Tatum, which is pretty, pretty incredible to say. Uh, but I do want to dive into some of the some of the standings here. I just wanted to give that one final, you know, hurrah for Jason Tatum because he definitely deserves. That's a it's a pretty big milestone. But as far as standings go, the Celtics, as I said earlier, have won twenty of their last twenty three. The hottest team in the NBA by far are now sitting three and a half games back of Miami for the one seed. I've already said it a couple times. I do not think that the one seed is attainable at this point. However, right now in second place is Philly. Third place is Milwaukee. They are both three games behind Miami, which means the Celtics are sitting here at four, just a half game back of both Philly and Milwaukee. One half game behind both of them. This is a little scary and a little awesome at the same time. I've talked about it on this podcast several times. I've tweeted about it, posted on the Facebook page. I would love to sit at the three or four seed from a matchup perspective. I think it's the absolute best place to be in the Eastern Conference. However, at this point, I like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I genuinely think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. They're playing at such a high level 
defensively, it's not even close. They're the best team in the NBA, right? Offensively, they have brought it to a completely different level. And it comes down to assist. It comes down to just chemistry, right? And these guys, everyone, are great passers, right? It starts at Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, great passer. Al Horford, excellent passer. Time Lord, excellent passer. Jalen Brown has stepped up in a major way and has been a great facilitator as well. Derek White, excellent facilitator. Peyton Pritchard has also been doing it at a very high level lately. Like everybody on our team can pass. So offensively, we're getting there. Right? I talked about this, you know, the Kirk Goldsberry efficiency matrix a couple podcasts ago. He does it every week, right? The last 15 games, the Celtics were number one net efficiency rating, number one defense, and number five offense. This is the Celtics playing at an absolutely insane level. And if they continue to do this, they're going to be an extremely tough out on any seven-game series. Any seven-game series. So is moving up to the second seed great from a matchup perspective? No, it's not. I don't want to face Brooklyn. However, the Celtics are probably going to have to face them at some point if they're really the the sleeper pick in the Eastern Conference. I can't even say sleeper pick because they have Kevin Durant and just a stacked team. But if the the Nets are going to be the top dogs in the Eastern Conference when healthy, the Celtics are going to have to beat them anyway. Might as well start off and just bang them out early. I don't think it's ideal, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to favor anyone but the Celtics at this point. In any seven-game series, uh, this is, you know, the Celtics are just playing at such a, such a high level. So, right now, just a half game back of both Philly and Milwaukee for that two-seed. Uh, we play again tomorrow uh, with a chance to move up, right? Tomorrow night should be a little bit easier of a game. <laughs> We're playing the Thunder. Uh, that right there is our chance to move up to a three or a four seed. I'm not 100% sure on this. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the other games, but I believe we have the tiebreaker with both Philly and Milwaukee. I think the season matchup between us uh, are positive in our favor on both of them. So if we win tomorrow, it's possible to go up to that two seed in one day. Go from four to two in one game. So it's it's kind of crazy. It's crazy to think about where the Celtics came from. Uh, just you know, back in January, back in December. We were a 500 team at the beginning of January. And here we are. 44 and 28. That's 16 games over 500. It just goes to show this team is capable of doing a lot more than people give us credit for. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people out there saying that Celtics, you know, are front runners in the Eastern Conference. I don't hear a lot of that chatter. And I think it deserves a lot more credit. You know, you look at the Celtics' upcoming schedule here. Thunder, Jazz, which will be a tough one. Timberwolves. Another, they're, they're honestly playing at a pretty high level, but it gets pretty hard after that. 
Raptors, Heat. We play the the Bucks again late in the season. Like there's a there's a lot of tough games left. But there are only 10 games left. <laughs> so this gives the Celtics the opportunity to make a push here and solidify themselves in the standings. That's where we're going to wrap things up. This is a this is a hell of a win for the Celtics. Again, up by tw- we beat them by 20. The former MVP in Nikola Jokic beat him by 20. They're rolling. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, and make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review, everything helps. The more reviews, the more ratings, the more people see the podcast. Uh, so everything helps. Make sure to do that. Uh, have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it now. I can't help it now. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.